Yeah, they wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. That's the problem. I ain't right back. Let's go. Runners will be off with a crack of the bat with two outs. Kimbrell deals. Bregman in the air. Left field. Benintendi dives. And he makes the catch. Oh, what a play. Game saver. Andrew Benintendi. You can stop asking that question. Okay? I'm going to be calling the defenses. Okay? So we're clear. So you don't have to ask that again. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Filipkowski, and today we're talking about the college football championship that happened last night where Michigan defeated Washington in... Was it a route? Are we going to call it a route? We're going to call it a route. 34-13, to 13, that's a route enough for me. And... The college football season has come to an end. The college football kind of era as we know it kind of has come to an end, hasn't it? With the Pac-12, you know, unfortunately going away and, and, you know, obviously teams moving to different conferences. We are going to have a very different look at college football next season compared to the way it's been for the past, you know, 10, 15, 20, however, however long you kind of determine it. Um, but what a game last night. I, you know, I'm not the biggest college football fan, and I don't talk a lot about the call, about college football here on the podcast, um, unless it relates to, obviously, the draft. But last night's game was fantastic. I thought that the three games <coughs> in the college football playoff this year obviously it's expanding next year to 12 teams but i thought the three games that we saw this year were great i was really i was really really uh impressed by the kind of not only the level of play but the how close the games were so michigan obviously takes down alabama in the rose bowl which i mean what a game that was right you know, going to that game, I, along with many other people, thought, hey, I mean, listen, Bama's got the experience. You got to figure they're going to figure their way through this one. And up until really late in the game, I thought, hey, Bama's got this one in the back. I mean, in the back. I mean seriously, they were up, and I was thinking to myself, you know, it's going to take a J.J. McCarthy drive. It's going to take a drive from the kid. To go out there and, and and wrestle this, or at least get this game into overtime. And I was thinking to myself, listen, I don't think that JJ can do it. I just, I didn't think he could do it, right? And guess what? He did it. He proved us, he proved me and a lot of other people wrong with that, with that fourth quarter drive to get the Wolverines into the end zone. And then the game goes to overtime and right off the bat, Michigan scores and and then they stand up Alabama at, at on fourth and goal to send themselves to the college football championship. I mean, it was a great game, and it was a great finish. Uh, on the other side, Washington in an absolute shootout with Texas. The Longhorns go down as Michael Penix and company just ate them alive all night long. That defense just could not hang. Uh, with Michael Penix and 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 the rest of that uh, Huskies offense, the Longhorns made a late, you know, they had a great late uh, near comeback, but 
it was uh, foiled on the last play of the game as Washington defense came up big and, and sent the Longhorns home packing uh, another year. That sets the stage for the final, which happened last night. And I mean, just again, Michigan and uh, and and Harbaugh, right? Not John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh. So the former San Francisco 49ers head coach, current Michigan Wolverines coach, finally has reached the pinnacle of college football, achieving what I think a lot of people didn't think he could achieve. Uh, especially, you know, a few years ago, but especially this year, uh, no one happier than Dave Portnoy about it. But climbs the mountain, gets to the top, holding that trophy up, and and Michigan Nation is—I mean—they were all out partying last night. It was a great performance from the Wolverines. And one that really, again, you just felt like Washington almost never really got into that game. It, all, it always, except for maybe right at the end of that first half, fell out of reach, weirdly so, for the Huskies, which was not something that I saw going to the game. I think before we talk about Michigan's offense and what they were able to do, we need to talk about Michigan's defense. Because I think if we're going to talk about which um, – which unit was most impactful for, to the game? I mean, how, how can it not be Michigan's defense? First off, they allowed only 13 points in the game, right, to a Washington team that had just put up 37 with Michael Penix, who I think a lot of people are looking at. A lot of, a lot of NFL head coaches, NFL scouts are looking at right now saying, hey, we might want to take a flyer on this guy because he looks like he's special. The Wolverines' defense last night was spectacular. I mean, they were making open field tackles, clogging up the line of scrimmage, uh, playing well in the pass defense, and they were getting pressure on Michael Penix all night long. I mean, that is really what won Michigan this game. If you look at the first half, that's when the Huskies scored all their points, by the way. Well, 10 of their 13, so most of their points. Um, Washington on the game only had 46 yards rushing, all right? You compare that stat to their stat line against Texas. How many rushing yards did the Huskies have against Texas? 102. And you might say, well, 102 is not that much more. Okay, but look at the passing yards, right? If you're not able to establish that run game... Michael Penix goes from 400 yards, 430 yards to 255. And and that separation is really what allowed Michigan. They kept getting the Huskies off the field. They kept forcing them off the field. They forced Michael Penix to throw the ball 51 times compared to just 38 times in the Sugar Bowl, right? So that difference, he was throwing a lot more. His average yards was way down. And his yards total was way down on more passes. So the Michigan defense last night came in absolutely 100% well-prepared. And again, the offense for Michigan was stellar, right? I thought J.J. McCarthy did exactly what he needed to do. He knows, along with the rest of this team, that this team, this team's offense is built through the run game. And Michigan last night showcased 
what a good, rough, and tumble running game looks like. Donovan Edwards, I think, really set the tone early on. Obviously, Blake Corm was spectacular. Blake Corm was spectacular. But if you look at the two, because Donovan Edwards only had six rushes the whole game. He only had six rushes the whole game. But two of them, I would argue, were the ones that set the tone early on in the game. Right? Michigan, first drive. First drive of the game. They're walking down the field. They're marching. Marching down the field. They get to the 41-yard line. Give the ball to Donovan Edwards. Boom. 41-yard house call. Then, next drive. Get to the Washington 46. Give the ball to Donovan Edwards. Boom. Touchdown. Those two plays, I think, really calmed the nerves of this Washington, of this Michigan team. And it said, hey, listen, we can go out there. We can win this football game. We got the offense to do it. We got the offensive line to do it. And immediately at that point, you think to yourself, listen, maybe Washington's able to get a couple quick scores. But if Michigan's able to control the line of scrimmage and keep pounding the ball like this, especially not even with Blake Corm, we're talking about with their second back here, eventually that wear and tear is going to happen in Washington, and they're going to get completely gassed by the end of this game. And we kind of did actually see that. Now, Michigan did not close out the half as strongly as you would have liked. There were missed opportunities for that. Come out in the second half. Again, you argue a missed opportunity here for Michigan. They get an interception on the first play of the second half and only managed to kick a field goal. And this interception was at like the 30-yard line. Um, it, they intercepted it, I believe, at the 30 – yeah, at the 32. And Michigan only manages to get to the 20 of Washington. So they only gained 12 yards in six plays to kick a field goal. Then the game really – this is when I think – a lot of people were sitting at home and saying to themselves, oh, man, <clears throat> is this all the score we're going to get? Because for the first time all game, right, although Michigan had a couple drives where they really didn't get a lot of things going in the first half, I think this was the first part of the game where people were like, oh, man, Michigan's run game kind of getting stymied here, right? You look at those three drives, right, in between – the Washington field goal and Michigan's next touchdown, right? Those three punt drives that took up you know, not a lot of time, right? When it just felt like Michigan was moving away from what they were best at, right? When they weren't running the ball to Blake Corm. I mean, think about it. On that first drive, on the first punt drive, they gave the ball to Blake Corm once for a loss of one year. On the second one, they gave it to him twice for two total yards and the third drive they gave it to Blake Quorum once for four yards so they just were moving away from the run game we get back to the touchdown drive huge play action pass on the first down Colson Loveland from JJ McCarthy a little PA rollout sling it to Loveland for 41 yards to the Washington 30. Then they go Corum, three yards. Nice little setup run. Then they get a Roman Wilson catch. Blake Corum, run. Then another Blake Corum run, touchdown. And at that point, everyone at home saying to themselves, listen, 
Washington needs a score. Like this is when everyone's thinking to themselves, they need a score. And they almost did, folks. Washington had a chance. They they did have chances in this game, right? They did. Um and they had a couple passes where Penix just looked like he just wasn't throwing the ball exactly where the receiver was looking for it. Um but that that drive that Washington had that where they moved down to that 4th and 13. Listen. I I was rooting for Michigan. I was rooting for Big Blue. That was not a hold. On that that was a little cheeky little call the refs had there. Maybe a makeup call. But that was not a hold on that Washington offensive lineman that should have been first and goal for Washington. But listen, plays happen, bang bang happen. They got to redo anyways. It's not like it got, you know, over and not like it was just a turnover on downs, right? Penix, incomplete, actually intercepted. And this was this was the games here. This is when you thought to yourself, that's it. The return, 81 yards, Michigan, two plays, corm, corm, tutty. And that was it. Everyone and their mother knew that that was the game. I think the real star of the game for me, obviously Michigan defense as a whole was incredible. I mean, there were really, obviously we can pick out players. Um, we, we can pick out players who we feel are mm, the best. Um, <clears throat> I'm looking for, who am I looking for? Number two, Michigan defense. I forget his name. He got the, yeah, Will Johnson. Yeah. The MVP of last night's game, uh, defensive MVP from last night's game was spectacular. Uh, he was just, I mean, he was just unbelievable last night for, for Michigan. He was the one who had that interception. And just the rest of the defense, I thought, was really, really good. Junior Colson, Josh Wallace, Mike Mike. Saying they're still, I'm definitely going to mispronounce that. I thought the defense as a whole played really well collectively. And that's what really set the tone early, right? That combined with this offense. Listen, Blake Corm, obviously the star of the show, also wears number two for Michigan. The number twos had a night last night. There's no question about it. Blake Corm was spectacular. But again, I think Donovan Edwards really undersung Euro this game. Because again, what he did was first off, he took a lot of pressure off from Blake Corm. I, I know Edwards only had six carries, but those six carries were big carries, man. He he had 104 rushing yards on six carries. So he was he made a couple big runs. He was a great vision, and he settled this team down early, right? That Again, think about it this way. Those two big runs, right? You know, it's hard to score touchdowns in, in, in college football sometimes. And if you can just kind of get a freebie, we're just like, hey, I'm just going to run this one in. Right? Especially both of them being second and long. These weren't like, you know, second and shorts, whatever. These were second and long runs that he housed. So I think he really settled the team down. And getting those points up on the board was important. Blake Corm, obviously really, really good. And I think that you know, it'll be interesting to see how these guys translate to the NFL. It was a quiet night for Michigan receiving. I mean, we figured it would be. We knew that 
they were going to want to set the tempo with their run game and then use J.J. McCarthy as kind of a uh, <clears throat> a change-up, if you will. But I, I thought that J.J. McCarthy last night was actually really impressive. And I know, listen, I'm not the biggest J.J. McCarthy fan, or at least I wasn't. But the past two games, you look at how he's carried himself. Even statistically last night, you're going to look at his stats and you're going to say 10 for 18, 140, and 58 QBR, no tutties. But he did exactly what he needed to. He understood his role. He made the majority of the throws he needed to make last night, including a couple very important ones. He had that really, really nice one, I believe, to Roman Wilson. That was maybe one of the best balls I've seen in college football this entire season. But J.J. McCarthy understood his assignment. He understood, hey, listen, I'm not going to turn over the ball, right? Notice Michigan last night, zero turnovers. They did not turn over the ball once last night. They understood that, hey, listen, possession in this game and not turning it over and not giving Washington any easy opportunities. Obviously, Michigan did turn it over and downs, but they didn't have any interceptions or fumbles is what I'm really referring to. <coughs> so that's really crucial. And that also reflects the coaching of Jim Harbaugh, really understanding what it means for this team and what it, what, and what this team needs to win this game. Um, again, Michigan's been looking for this for a long time, and I know a lot of Michigan fans were ecstatic to see the result of this game. I thought that J.J. McCarthy, he looks really good, folks. And listen, I think there's actually – and and this is a com- not a complete res- reversal for me, but a significant one. I really think there's something there. First off – Beyond his just physical attributes, he's got a kind of demeanor about him that feels like he's kind of a winner. You know, it reminds me, it reminds me a lot of uh, Joe Burrow. That's who he reminds me of. Not necessarily in the way that he plays or any of that, but in his mentality, in the way he approached this game, the way he pro- the way he's approached the season. By the way. Michigan's gone through quite a lot of, and excuse my French, part of my French, a lot of horseshit this season from the NCAA. I mean, this whole Harbaugh scandal was complete BS. Let's be honest. Sign ceiling in college football. First off, Michigan's not the first team to do it. Uh, I think that they probably did do it, but they're not the first team to do it. And you shouldn't suspend Jim Harbaugh for six games for it. So Michigan fought through a lot of adversity this season to get to where they are. It wasn't like it was this perfect, pristine, you know, you know, easy ride to the finish. No, this was a tough season for a team that battled their way, literally battled their way to 15-0. They did not lose a single game this season. They took down Alabama and Nick Saban, Nick Saban in the Rose Bowl, and then they took down the Hot Huskies in the college football championship. They were spectacular this season. And I think that J.J. McCarthy has this demeanor about him. Then you look at his abilities. He's good outside the pocket. He's mobile, right? I think he can make a lot more throws than people think he can. He doesn't have the biggest arm, but he has a good arm. And I think that there's going to be a team in this year's draft. I don't know about the first round because I think that there's, you know, there's listen, he might be the fifth of five quarterbacks taken. So I don't know if he's a first-round guy. He might be a second round or late first round. He may be. I don't know. It's We're a long ways away. I think that a team that does take him, 
I feel like he is an organizational guy. He's a guy that you want. Um, and just there are a couple teams out there that feel like maybe they have a quarterback now, but want one later, like the Rams, potentially. There are just teams like that that I view that J.J. McCarthy could be that next guy who's just got the poise, got the ability. He's young, but he's smart. I love him. Uh, you know, listen, Michigan, it's been a long way to come. But if you've been watching, they've fought this entire season. And again, kudos to Jim Harbaugh. Really, I mean, he is a very good coach. He was a good coach in the NFL, and he's a great coach at Michigan. And whether he stays at Michigan or not, he's left a legacy of success there. Um, <clears throat> and you look at the coaches at Michigan. Because um, if, if Harbaugh does leave... If Harbaugh does leave, I think Sharon Moore, I mean, to me, he's got to be the guy. I mean, he did an excellent job. I believe he was the interim coach. Very good offensive mind. I think he's got to be the guy for Michigan next year if Harbaugh does decide to leave because he clearly also has a locker room. I think he's a very smart individual, um, very inventive with his run schemes. So, you know, Michigan just balled out. As for Washington, I mean, it was a great season. Listen, this is a Michael Penix-led team, and there's no question about that. Um, there's just, there's no question about it. I think that Michael Penix was covering up for a lot of flaws on, on Washington in this team, and he's uber talented. He has an arm that, again, and, and this was – someone put this out on Twitter, and I said, you know, he doesn't have the arm like those two guys. He, is, he reminds me – he is a more mobile version of Matt Ryan to me. And people might be saying, Michael, that's kind of offensive. Like Matt Ryan's – listen, Matt Ryan's an MVP, a league MVP for the NFL. That's who he reminds me of because Penix feels like kind of a gunslinger. He's going to let the ball loose. He's got a big arm. He's a little he's, he's a little bit bigger than Matt Ryan, I think. Well, maybe not bigger in terms of height because I think Matt Ryan is, is taller. Let's see. Pull this up. No, that's the wrong Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. I want to see his bio. So it does not say. Of course. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay. Anyways. But to me, this feels like A great a, 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 a comparison for Michael Penix. I think that this kid, he's going to be good in the NFL. You know, he is he is a little bit older. I believe – how old is he? He is – he's a senior. When was he born? And that would be the great question. Michael Penix Jr. He is a little bit older. He's – okay, not that old actually. He's 23 – so he'll be 24 at the start of next NFL season. So he's not going to be as young as some other quarterbacks that we we know, like Lamar Jackson. But listen, I mean, and he's going to be entering the NFL, by the way, you know, listen, at about that Joe Burrow age, right? Joe Burrow's already 27, right? You look at Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, who's been in the NFL a lot longer, is also 27, right? So Michael Penix is going to be a little bit older. But he's got a lot of talent. And I really you – know, listen, I think this Washington team was a great season. They're well coached. 
but Michigan was a better team. They just were. They had the defense going. They had a little bit of momentum. They had the crowd with them. And this was this was emotional for a lot of Michigan fans. This, you know, unlike Washington, Michigan had been on the precipice of this sort of success for a while, right? They had been kind of, again, the past few years, they had been climbing that mountain. They had been very close to tasting this sort of victory. And they just hadn't been able to finish the job. This time, though, they had the game plan. They had the players. Their offensive line was fantastic. Their, again, their defense was fantastic. Their, you know, their pass rush, their secondary. Their, you know, even things that don't think you don't think will matter as much. Their special teams in this game was a hell of a lot better, too. Notice how against Alabama, they had a couple of plays, a couple, a turnover or two. I think that a turnover and a missed field goal. And then another play that you at the very end of the game, where if Alabama had recovered that, they would have won the game. But notice how in this game, none of that. Completely tidy. They had their entire game sorted out. They had everything down almost to near perfection, right? Again, they had a couple plays last night where it was just a little bit, but it's college football. They put up 34 points. They won the championship by 21 Right, so they covered the spread. The spread was five and a half, I believe, going into the game. They covered it by 15 and a half points, which is a lot. And <clears throat> again, Washington's the you know, both these teams are obviously hot coming in. They're both undefeated. And Michigan kind of manhandled them. So what a performance. I'm very happy for Jim Harbaugh. I've locked I've liked him for a long time. He's a smart guy. I hope he comes back to the NFL. There are a lot of places that could use a coach like him. He's just very intelligent. You could see the way that John Harbaugh, who's coach of the Ravens, obviously, and, and J, uh, Jim and John's dad, and this this Michigan, you know, group, this Michigan team, was more than just a team. Like they were a true family. You could see that on the field. They were they were all happy for each other. They played for each other. Uh, it was just, it was just been a fantastic college football season. I've watched more college football than I ever have in my entire life. Congratulations to Michigan, to all their Michigan uh, players, Michigan coaches, because it, it's not just the players on the field. It's the guys in the front office, or not really the front office, but the guys up you know, coaching, the guys in the sidelines, the guys in the locker room. It's a team effort right, to get a team this far. It's not just the guys on the field. It's everybody. Congratulations to all those players for a memory that they'll have for the rest of their lives. Um, congratulations to Dave Pornoy specifically, but all Michigan fans has been a long time coming. I know a lot of guys who go to Michigan and they are ecstatic. This was, this was really important to a lot of those guys. Unlike Georgia Bama fans who have seen it before, Michigan fans haven't seen this one for a long time. So I know this was incredibly meaningful. So to all you fans out there who are listening to this one, go party hard. Congratulations. Washington, you have nothing to be ashamed about. You guys played great, had a great season. College football next year is going to look different. And, you know, we'll see what it looks like. Obviously, we're going to – we're all a little, you know, maybe a little bit anxious about what it's going to look like, but we just have to accept it and hope for the best. But what an ending to a great college football season – Another spectacular finish. 
This time, Michigan captures it, and uh, I think a lot of people in America were extremely happy last night. So, thank you all for listening to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm sure a lot of Michigan fans would love to hear me sing Hail to the Victors right now. That is not going to happen, but congratulations. Go Blue! Um, Thank you all for listening to another episode of The Master Plan. We'll be back soon with another episode. Have a great day. I know for a fact I am not like the rest the rest of the guys in the yeah, NFL. Talk, talk, yeah. I know I'm a top five receiver. Yeah. I know I'm a top three receiver. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, keep going. Yeah. Keep going. You know, I, I just got to prove to people. Right? When I'm working, I'm like, oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm a dog.